0: What is up, movie lovers? We are back. It is 2021. We took a couple weeks off, but thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of No Content for Old Men. This is the podcast where every single week I give you reviews of the latest movies and some streaming suggestions for your weekend. As always, I'm your host, Matt Craig. Thank you so much for listening. This week, I'm kind of wiping some egg off my face for publishing my best movies of 2020. Over 75 movies on the list, and not a single one of them was Sound of Metal, which really should have been firmly in my top ten. So this week we're going to be gushing over the Riz Ahmed uh, movie about a drummer gone deaf. And if that doesn't sound intriguing, we got my review coming up in a minute. Plus, of course, the regular streaming recommendations. This week I saw Sylvie's Love and Wonder Woman 1984 which I could say I had a very different reaction to than Sound of Metal, plus uh, some additions on Netflix coming, The Cool Hand Luke and The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. So it's a packed episode. We're back. 2021. Thank you, as always, for listening. Sometimes a movie delights. Sometimes a movie disappoints. Sometimes a movie can even impress, as in the layered brilliance of Mank or the poignant incisiveness of Mangrove, But rarely does a movie totally take your breath away, as it did in Darius Martyr's directorial debut, Sound of Metal. The totality of the viewing experience is akin to a run on the emotional treadmill. But moment to moment, the story forges such unexpected paths that one cannot possibly anticipate where it's headed, leaving the viewer vulnerable to blindside attacks that produce both triumph and despair. Each rise and fall draws us deeper into the psyche of protagonist Ruben, a drummer in a metal band whose sudden hearing loss throws his life into chaos. The powerful effect of silence is wielded just the right amount, more for perspective than as a gimmick in something like A Quiet Place, which needed it to carry the movie. Still, as one might expect, this is a very very interior film, and much of it takes place inside of Ruben's head. We aren't granted access to his thoughts, exactly, but the subtle yet masterful performance of Riz Ahmed broadcasts the full spectrum of human emotions across his face and in the way he interacts with those around him. Ultimately, the movie succeeds because it creates a character with which we empathize deeply, even while he makes decisions that we ourselves would not consider. That push-pull of surprise and understanding, it's a goldmine. Along for the ride is Ruben's girlfriend, Lou, the band's lead singer. Colored in with a worthy performance by Olivia Cook, who I've had particular fandom for since Me and Earl and The Dying Girl, which, if you haven't seen that movie, <laughs> you will cry. A lesser movie would have used the Lou character only as a backstop to bounce everything back to the protagonist, but here she gets an arc of her own, which intertwines with Rubens without being wholly dependent on him. Which is to say that Martyr, who also has a screenwriting credit on the very underrated The Place Beyond the Pines, created a fully realized world, the corners of which have rarely been explored in movies and most people know little about. I don't know, maybe it's just me and you all are all experts on hearing-impaired drug rehab facilities and grunge metal concerts? It's a shame I, watched, I put off watching this movie until after I published my 2020 movies list because Sound of Metal belongs firmly inside the top 10. I currently have it at number 8, which really may be too low. It's no casual flip on the TV background entertainment though, so pick out a night and treat yourself to a breathtaking emotional roller coaster. Okay, new year, same format. Something new, something old, and something to stream every single week for you guys. This week's, I got two something news. First one is on Amazon Prime and it's called Sylvie's Love. Now, <laughs> I'm a sucker for old school production design, particularly. When the gauzy studio backlots of LA stand in for the gritty streets of New York, just as they did in the romantic comedies of old. This was a particularly interesting case for me because the movie not only stars but was produced by former Pro Bowl NFL cornerback, and I will butcher his name, Namdi Asumuga. (laughs) He's a wholly capable romantic lead here and managed to wrangle a pretty impressive cast. You got Tessa Thompson. In the lead female role, also Eva Longoria. I don't know if that counts as being an elite actress, but she's at least a big name. And briefly, Lance Reddick, who is awesome in every every single thing he's in. The story beats are pretty well-worn here for fans of the genre. You got careerism versus relationships, art versus commerce, but it's yet one more reminder of how the simple perspective shift toward telling black stories can breathe fresh air and fresh life into tired tales. Second up this week, I'm talking about Wonder Woman 1984. It's on HBO Max. (laughs) Movie? No. This is an incomprehensible piece of brand management that manages to not even deliver on the promise of fun, diversionary entertainment. Unless you're the type that's susceptible to whimsy and follows every plot MacGuffin with the attention of goldfish. Your favorite movies probably include something like Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. That will do little to stop Warner Brothers from rushing another sequel into production because the corporate overlords at AT AT&T demand it, and because Gal Gadot is the type of cinematic force of nature that must be harnessed on the big screen. I recently heard her compared to Arnold Schwarzenegger, and honestly, I don't hate it. This week, Something Old, talking about 1967's Cool Hand Luke, which is currently streaming on Netflix. What we've got here is a failure to communicate. (laughs) It's one of those lines that has permeated the American vocabulary beyond the influence of its source. Though, in its time, that line was a big reason why George Kennedy won an Oscar as the foil for Paul Newman's lovable convict in this prison drama. The reason you need to watch it is the legendary charisma of Newman, the type of movie star that simply cannot exist in our current IP-centric film landscape. And make no mistake, there would be no Sean Shank redemption without this movie about a man whose spirit refuses to be broken by his dire circumstances. Something to stream this week, I'm talking about The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. It is a star-studded 2011 David Fincher thriller, and it was another one of these recent Netflix editions. Bottom line, you need to watch every David Fincher movie. This one is dark, it's graphic, it's downright brutal to watch at times, but it's also an expertly crafted mystery, loaded with suspense and propped up by magnetic performances in seemingly every role. You got Daniel Craig as a detective, Unfortunately, without his Knives Out accent, <laughs> Rooney Mara as a hacker, and Christopher Plummer as Patriarch, another Knives Out precursor. Yes, yeah, Stellan Skarsgård, Robin Wright, and no less than half a dozen, the, oh, that guy's. Nobody is more detailed and precise in craft than Fincher, and that attention to detail always translate and s- translates into a wholly engrossing experience on screen. all right guys that's going to do it for this week's show thank you for listening this was the first episode of 2021 if you do not see my year in 2020 movies list that means that you're not subscribed to the newsletter (laughs) so first thing you need to do is subscribe to the newsletter you can see that through the link in my bio on my twitter page at mr matt craig sign up for the newsletter it might get moved over uh to a different service coming soon but it will. You will be on the list if you sign up then. And from there, you can see my best movies of 2020. Every 2020 release that I ranked. One through 75. And unfortunately, again, Sound of Metal will not be at the top. Nor will Wonder Woman be at the very bottom. <laughs> but everything else is on there. Uh, so you guys want to check that one out. And uh, next week, I think we're going to be talking about Pieces of a Woman. I almost tried to squeeze it in this week, but I think it needs uh, a more thorough explanation. So Pieces of a Woman on Netflix. If you guys want to watch that and come ready for another episode of No Content for Old Men next week. As always, guys, uh, please share the show with somebody who you think would uh, want movie suggestions. And as for you, I'll see you next Friday. Until then, I guess I'll see you at the movies.